Hello, gorgeous woman. I'm so excited. And I just can't. Okay. This is, they tell you to not say, uh, I'm so excited, but like, I, um, I can never find other words to express to you how thrilled I am to be here with you. And I know I've taken a little bit of a hiatus. So the episode that was released last week had actually been pre-recorded prior to the game show, but I have to tell you first, okay, you can tell that I'm super excited. I haven't even introduced myself yet, but I think you already know who I am, but if you're brand new, welcome. So welcome to single women's society. I am your matchmaker and dating coach and host with the most cat Cantrell. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. I'm thrilled um, to spend this time with you today. And okay, so the game show, so Game for Love was on March 12th. And we had about 200 people in attendance, which is huge for a first time event. And um, we had these amazing bachelors and bachelorettes. We made some matches on stage and the audience got to vote and we had so much fun. But some things had to give. And one of those things was the podcast. So I haven't recorded an episode for all of you in over a month. And so here I am, I'm back and it's okay. It's okay to take breaks and you don't have to make announcements either. Cause there was a part of me that was like, Oh my gosh, I let everybody know. Should I release something? Should I do this? No, I had to listen to myself. And I, one of the things that I, um, wasn't cause here's the thing I want to make sure and give you all of me. And I was so consumed with the preparation of this game show that, um, I knew that something had to give, and this was one of those things. So I apologize for my absence, um, but I am back and I'm thrilled to be here. And um, if you want more information about Game for Love, we are hoping to do it again in the fall. Uh, I will make sure and keep you all updated. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was an incredible, incredible experience. I'll be releasing more information about it. So make sure and follow me on all the things so you can see the pictures. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please make sure and follow me on Instagram. One of my highlights says game for love and you can click through that and you can see some of the behind the scenes and everything that we experienced on the game show. Okay. So moving on here we are. I in, um, before I go into what today's topic is about, and it's going to be something that I've, I know that I've talked about this in the past, but it's a good refresher because I've had some, a lot of conversations lately. So I'm starting to do speed dating, which is also super exciting. I'm having more and more singles events here in my community, and I'm having more clients coming in, hiring me for matchmaking services. And I had a particular client who had come in and who had inquired about being a part of the library and noticed that, um, there's a lot of, like, we think that we know what we want. Society has put so much pressure on the physical attributes of somebody of what we're looking for versus like the core and the values and really what we're seeking out in a true partnership. But sometimes if you've had a rocky past, meaning failed previous relationships, or maybe you were in a really toxic one and you're trying to navigate and kind of figure things out first, make sure and go to therapy for that because all the obvious reasons. But second, one of the things that I do with all of my clients, whether you're working with me in the peacock room, whether it's one-on-one -on -one for dating, coaching, or matchmaking is that I give you a series of tests and I call them the like love exams. These aren't exams that I've created myself, but this is like a little toolkit. I want you to imagine this little toolbox. And I give my clients this test because it's a good starting point. And even if you hire me for matchmaking, we're going to spend that first month going through these tests and discussing 
what's going on and what is it that you're truly seeking in a partner? Because a lot of the times we don't know, and we don't know what we bring to the table. And sometimes we think that we're, that there's something wrong with us. And so we'll make exceptions and excuses and settle for relationships because we are, we've been constantly told and taught that there's something wrong with us. And all of part of my job is to not only bring awareness of all the greatness and, and all the awesomeness that you are, but also to bring awareness of what you can bring to the table and what you're really looking for. So here's what I have for you as a special little gift is what we're calling a three-part love exam where you can, in within these three exams, you can, and these are the tests that I give to my clients, you can have more clarity and truly change your dating outcomes by taking these three tests and scheduling a 30 minute call with me. And here's the thing it's free. I want to send you on your way. I want to set you up for success and want to send you on your way. So here's what you do. You click on the link down below. You send me an email. Hey, cat. <laughs> I want these love. I want the three-part love exam. I send them off to you. And then we schedule your 30 minute call. Or if you're here locally, we can come and meet me at my office for 30 minutes and that's it. And it's 100% guaranteed. It's going to completely change your dating outcomes because I've done it over again and again and again, and it works. So make sure I'll make sure and put my email down in the show notes, cat at the and just send me an email. And as always, um, I'm always here for you. If you ever want to talk about anything else, but if you just want to know what these three love exams are and you're like, yep, I'm ready to take them. And I want to talk to you about my results. I'm here for you. Okay. All right. So we're going to dive into the three reasons why I feel like that you are not attracting love into your life. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to make it short and sweet. I don't know. Am I, am I going to make it short and sweet? I know I always have this conversation with myself, but yeah, I'm going to try to make it short and sweet. These are three things that I see over and over and over again. <laughs> in the dating world. And you're going to probably, you might disagree with me on one of these three and that's okay. In my experience, in the clients that I've been working with and the women that I've been coaching for over a decade in my work. Um, and as I've leaned into matchmaking, I know that these three, these three particular things that you're doing in your life is preventing you from finding and attracting love. And, uh, gosh, when was it? It was about a year ago, a year ago, I offered this free, um, excuse me, this free webinar, which was, um, how to attract love into your life. And it was a huge success. And so I've taken some bits and pieces of that and, and kind of included some other things in there as well. And I thought it was, it was, it's been almost a year. And I thought this was a good refresh. We've had a lot of new listeners. We've had a lot of new downloads lately. And so I thought that I would give you the, the top three ways that I feel that you're getting in your own way when it comes to attracting and finding love. Okay. The first one, number one is that you need to make room in your life for it. Now I had a call just the other day with, um, a woman who, was talking about how she had a pattern of finding men that only wanted friends with benefits. And when we are in a space of lack, meaning we're not, we're feeling lonely. We're feeling that unloved we're needing affirmation. We're needing maybe some confirmation that we're attractive or that, that we need to, you know, 
we get lonely. And so sometimes friends with benefits does happen. I'm not going to tell you whether it's right or wrong. Different points of our life, we need different things. If you are a woman who's seeking out someone with friends with benefits, you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. Let's just be honest with you. Okay. But here's the, here's the point of all of that. That's not the point. The point is, is that you, when you know your worth and you say, okay, let's just say you had someone who was a friends with benefits. You're like, nope. Okay. I know that I'm worth more. I want more. And the person says, no, it's your job to cut that off completely. 100%, like get rid of their phone number. <laughs> do not communicate. Do not see them out. Do not meet them with a the drink. It's over. You know, that this person is not interested in pursuing a relationship with you. Therefore, they don't deserve, if you don't want friends with benefits anymore, you know that you want something more. It's up to you to completely cut them off 100% because here's why. When we're constantly getting that, when we're keeping them at bay and we're keeping them as a plan B, whenever it's like, whenever the mood strikes us, what happens when you do find a potential interest and that potential interest finds out that you're still making room for these other people in your life? It's not good. In fact, you're sending signals or you're tell telling the message to this potential new partner that you still like having your plan B. So you like still having them in your phone or you like keeping them there. So you're not making room for love because you're still welcoming this other type of connection into your life. So in order to really make room, you have to not only release all of these plan Bs that you've been hanging on to because for whatever reasons, but also release exes. And it's, um, it's interesting because one of my clients, I shared this information with her where it's, you have to make room in your life. And she said that it didn't dawn on her. She was still sharing her Netflix account with her ex-boyfriend. So all of these little ties that you have in your life that is connecting you to people in your past. Now, if you have an ex-husband and you share kids with them, yeah, okay, fine, we get it. But you're not emotionally connected to that person. You're, you were able to set those boundaries and cut those ties. It's when we still have these little pieces of residue of connection with exes in the past, they always will look at it as, oh, I'm still connected to her. I still have a way to her. I still have her number. She'll still answer. I still am a part of her Netflix. I'm still watching her dog. I've had another, <laughs> I had a peer of mine. I had a conversation with her. She's like, oh yeah, he's still dog sitting for me. No, no, all of that. No. If your exes are still doing things for you, whether it's shoveling snow, cutting grass, watching your dog, sharing your Netflix account. No you're sending a message that you're still not available. You are still not available because you are sending messages that all of these other exes still have a place in your life and they don't. And the only person that you, that can change this is you. So you need to block those numbers. That person's not giving you what you need anymore. Block, no more communication get them off your Netflix account, find another dog sitter, find, find some kind of lawn service. That's going to cut your grass. There is no reason why the ex needs to be in your, and you may disagree with me. Maybe you're best friends with your ex and 
that's fine, but you're going to have a difficult time finding a partner. Because I want you to imagine the roles reversed. If you met your partner who still was talking to his ex, who still had his shared the Netflix account with his ex, you know that you would be bothered by these things. It's telling you that there's not room for you. You're like, where, where am I in this? How is there room for me? So that's number one, make room out with the old in with the new. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, another way that you are preventing from loving love coming into your life is that you are always moving on to the next thing you have. You are a classic serial dater. And there are dating coaches out there who believe the more you date, the better it is. But I do not believe in that. I don't. Because it creates this swiping right continuously to where when you're on that date and you've lined up, let's just say, prime example, you've lined up four first dates in a week. You've had, you have a couple of dinners, you've got some lunches, maybe you got brunch, maybe you got coffee. You're on date number one for that week. Is your mind completely set in that date with that person? No, you're already, yeah, you're in the moment, maybe for a moment, but your mind has already gone to, well, I wonder what the next guy's going to be like. I wonder what the next guy's going to be like. I wonder what the next person's going to be like. Yeah. Okay. I had a good time on this date, but I wonder what so-and-so is going to be like tomorrow. I wonder what so-and-so is going to be like next week. Serial dating is not the solution. And I bet that if you're truly someone who is seeking out a partner, who's seeking out a best friend, who wants to have somebody as a huge part of their lives, that you would not be happy knowing that the person on the other side of the table is also serial dating. In fact, women have a name for that. You're like, oh, he's a player. Now I'm not saying that you're a player if you're a serial dater, but if you found out that he across the table is also doing the same thing, your mind you would automatically think, okay, well, how am I going to stand out? If he has three other first dates this week, how in the heck am I going to be the person who's going to stand out in his mind? And do you really care? Are you on that date because you need affirmation, because you need confirmation that you're an attractive person? Do you want to have many plan Bs lined up or are you truly dating to find someone? Because if you're truly dating to find someone, you owe it to the person across the table. If you've, if you've done the vetting, if you know that this person's worth your time, you're going to give them your time and attention. You're not going to care about what's next. You're not going to be like, okay, that's fine, but who else is next? And here's the thing. I'm speaking from experience. I was a serial dater for years and this was my mindset. And I always was saying to myself, why can I not find someone? Why can I not find someone? Why am I struggling to find someone? Well, it's because I lined up for first dates in that first week. And how can I even categorize that, put that into, you know, I could have met the most amazing guys and never even gave them the time of day because I was already moving on to the next one. I know that there's other dating coaches that believe in serial dating. I don't, I don't, especially the older that you get. I don't, if you're really seeking out someone who is going to be your best friend, who's going to be your partner, you owe it to your future self to give someone across the table, your time and attention, your time 
is so valuable. Why are you going to spread it out to four different people throughout the week? Why? Unless there's some other motive. There's some other motive. So that's, I know I'm, I, I know I kind of got really like compassionate about that, but I, to me, there's, you know, I think that we're, it's so easy for us to just dis, to dismiss the person that's sitting on the other side of the table. That person has given you your time and attention. And who knows, maybe that person on the other side of the table is dating mindfully that maybe you're the first date that they've had in six months. And you already, you have already been on four that week. Do you see how that's disconnected? Now, if you're on a date with another serial dater, then that's different. But even then you probably would think that he's a player, right? So this is another way you're not letting love in is that you are constantly seeking the next best thing, the next best thing. What else is out there? What else is out there? What else is out there? Okay. So that's number two. My third and final thought is the reason why you're not allowing love in is because you're not willing to try new things. Sounds so cliche. I know, but so many women are afraid of really putting themselves out there. Online dating is a safe zone. Yeah. You're kind of putting yourself out there just a little bit, meaning like your pictures out there and your profile, but you're not really emotionally invested into it. And we're not here to talk about online dating and all the processes and everything that goes with that. You're not putting yourself out there in new and fun and exciting and flirting way, flirty ways and flirting, both of them. You are in your home swiping. I know I can hear you. You're like, well, Kat, I don't like the bars. I'm not telling you to go to the bars. I'm telling you to get yourself out there, to step outside of the box and to do something fun and exciting, whatever that looks like to you. And do not go into these things with the mindset of, I better find someone. Anytime that I remember when I was single and I would go out with my single girlfriends, I knew the kind of night was going to be when my girlfriend was like, well, I'm going out tonight. And the only reason why I'm going out tonight is that I better find someone. Because when you have that mindset, oh, you'll find someone. Don't you worry. (laughs) Don't you worry. You'll find someone, but it's probably not going to be the right one. It'll be the right now, not the right one. So make a list of things that you've always wanted to do new and exciting things. And if you're, if you're, if you're wanting to put yourself out there so that you can meet new people of the opposite sex, or just to meet people with like-minded interests, start seeking out new and exciting opportunities for you to sign up for and go in with the mindset of, I'm going to learn something new. I know I'm going to get uncomfortable. I'm going to, and I'm going to do something for myself. Some of the women in the peacock room, I have them go on dates with themselves. I had them go to the happy hour by themselves. They go to cooking classes. They go to salsa classes, all of these different types of things that you're doing. That's putting you outside of your comfort zone. That's teaching you something new will automatically start building your confidence. And I'm telling you, and I know I've heard said it before, and I'm going to say it like, I'm, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. Confidence is super sexy. Online dating, not sexy. Going to bars and just hanging out with your girlfriends, really not that sexy. 
you wanting to discover new and exciting things about yourself and meeting other people along the way and having fun and flirting with life, that is super sexy. Sign up for a cooking class, sign up for pottery, sign up for salsa, search your community, search Facebook events, go get a tarot reading. And if you can't find anything, freaking create it. Like here, there was no speed dating. This is one of the reasons why I got into matchmaking. There's nothing like this around in my community and people need things to do. That's not just online dating because there's more to dating than just online and bars. Find an event in your area. And I know I've done so many episodes about this and I feel like I have to say it over and over again. Go to, if you're in a major city like Chicago or Minneapolis or Phoenix or LA or somewhere, go to Airbnb experiences, find something fun for you to do. And you're going to meet amazing people. And here's the thing. I'm going to say this again. I know I said this in my, um, how to meet people in real life episode. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know if it's, a. Uh, I don't number my episodes, so I wish I could tell you, but it's how to meet people in real life, IRL. So you can search and find it. It's not, it's you, you win, you win in so many different ways. First, you're doing something outside of the box. Second, you're learning a new skill and it's, and it's going to create something inside of you. Third, you're going to meet new people, but do not go into it going, I better meet a person. Even in speed dating, I'm talking, I'm talking to these women. I'm like, do not go into this event saying to yourself, I better meet someone because you're not going to. You go into the event with an open mind being like, I'm going to meet a new person. And who knows that person, sorry, I'm getting really passionate about this. I keep smacking my microphone. That person is, might know someone who might know someone or know of a different club or community or being like, Hey, I belong to this. You should come. You never know the possibilities. If you're staying in your house and all you're doing is swiping and you're never having dates and you wonder why you're not finding love, hmm, it's because you're not out there putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and trying new experiences. So that's number three, try new things. Hmm. Okay. So that's my top three, <laughs> my top three ways on how to attract love, how to get out of your own way and bring love into your life. What do you think? Do you agree with me or disagree? It's okay to disagree with me, but in my own experience and with my clients and with other, there are other dating coaches who agree with me. These three ways are truly, if you can get through these three different things, I promise you that love will find you in a heartbeat. All right, my love. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. As always, this episode is brought to you by the heart agency, where we offer matchmaking, dating, coaching, singles, events, retreats. If you want more information about my services, you can always go to theheartagency.com. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple, thank you so much, my love. If you have a quick moment, would you rate and review this episode? That would mean the world to me. That way other women can find us. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi, 
How are you? Please make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and click the bell. So every time a new episode is uploaded that you are the first to know. And if you're over on Facebook and Instagram, please make sure and come and follow me at Kat Cantrell. All right. And if you want your love quiz, your three-part love quiz, where we can figure things out very quickly in a short amount of time to help you set you up for success in your dating life, send me an email and I will make sure and send those off your way. Cat at theheartagency.com. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love you to pieces. It's so good to be back. It's so wonderful to be here with you. And remember true love is waiting for you and I will see you next time. All right. Bye.